Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Sounds like we're going to have football very, very soon, folks. The National Football League players and owners, lockout, strike, whatever you want to call it, appears to be over football, back in action. It's a beautiful thing. We'll talk some baseball as well. little Tour de France wrap up. All 24 stages are done. We do have a winner in the Tour de France. No more, unfortunately. No more stage-to-stage coverage of the Tour de France here on the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Hope everybody had a great weekend out there sports end or otherwise thank you so much for joining us for this one hour sports show here on a monday morning and of course uh, part of the treat part of the allure of this fine show is the award-winning music of the talk zone.com All right, thank you very much, producer extraordinaire David Olson, other side of the glass, coach flying solo right now, big dog Joel Edwanski, going to be joining us, uh, apparently he's joining us right now, so let's welcome him in from his auspices in beautiful, really one of the lovely western suburbs of the Chicago area, you come to Chicago, Aurora is a must-see visit, that's where he's calling from, it's the big dog, Joel Redwanski. Joel, how are you? Uh, coach, I'm doing absolutely, well, I'm doing all right, and I'm not in... <laughs> The gorgeous city of Aurora. After that buildup? Yeah, I'm in this. And just by the way, I want to let you know something that seemed like you were being a little bit facetious. And the Aurora Tourism Board isn't happy about it. The ATB, not happy (laughs) at all. And the last couple of people the Aurora Tourism Board was unhappy with are uh, either resting comfortably at Illinois Masonic Hospital or missing an action. Illinois Masonic Hospital, by the way, one of the finest hospitals <laughs> in the city of Chicago. Okay. Talked about that yesterday with somebody. Big right fan. Wellington and Racine, if I do believe. Coach. Okay. God bless you. That's some solid Chicago knowledge right there. So if you're not in Aurora, are you down in Florida? Possibly are you at the NFL Players Labor Relations Board? Were you covering the Tour de France? Maybe you're calling from the Pyrenees out in France. Where are you? Actually, I'm calling from the Seneca Hotel uh, in Streeterville, Coach. Uh. One of these five-star places. Got, got my own kitchen with a stove and dishes nice. in it. Very nice. I got like a living room table that right now, I mean, look, look, this is legitimately a five-star hotel. Last mm. night on the way home, I missed the 1240 last train <laughs> at 1240 in one second. Here we I go. call that conductor will never be heard again by anybody. As a matter of fact, there were people on the train with their mouth open. Like, I've never heard anyone speak like that as the train left. And uh, so I called a girlfriend. We decided to get a hotel, and you know, like we we have to get it at one o'clock in the morning. Oh boy, it, it's that's just too bad because this this is one hotel room that I really didn't want to do the show for the next hour. I just want to roll around the room. Mm-hmm. So this is gorgeous. Got huge bedroom, massive living room. Got a kitchen in this place. I mean, it, it's unbelievable, coach. And the funny thing is, is yesterday I I got done doing another tour on the Chicago River. Fabulous day, unbelievable. All weekend getting Chicago River water all over me. So I got a bunch of nasty clothes. So this gorgeous five-star hotel room has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I've cut. I went to see the other room. 18. My underwear's hanging on the door. A washed-out 
clothes that are so nasty and stinky that I had to hang them up in this five-star hotel room. So <laughs> who's ever in there next to like, wow, what a lap of luxury. They're going to lay down on the couch and not realize that uh, that's where I put shorts that were full of Chicago River water. <laughs> you took a nice shower, though, and cleansed yourself off. You would. Uh, are you able to pass the Food and Drug Administration test as we speak? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'd, okay. I'd be okay. By the way. Okay. Now, how did you hook up? Uh, you know, when you first described it, I thought maybe you were a, a kept man over the weekend. That some female paid for you, you know, hook you up at a good hotel. And, uh, you know, for a couple of days, you had some uh, romp and stomp and a little bit of fun. But apparently not the case. So, 1 o'clock in the morning, you find out, or 1240, you missed the train. Now you're looking for a hotel. How do you end on one of Chicago's five-star hotels? Well, uh, the young lady that... Uh, that I date. Yes. You know, she's, she's staying on Lakeshore Drive, okay, one of the beautiful buildings down there. Very Told nice. her about it. She's like, oh, okay. Well, she, she was staying well on her patients last but She didn't want to go all the way out to her house in Albany Park, which is, mm-hmm. by the way, Chicago. That's awful lazy, but that's quite all right with me. I didn't, I couldn't complain. So we start going through the area, and we're like, well, it's pretty late. I bet she will get a good deal. Go to the counter, my guy Manny over at the Seneca hooked us up, $99. I was like, are you serious for five star hotel room? Nice. So the fact that, I mean, legitimately, it's like a $500 a night hotel room. Wow. But we got it at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I have to get out, or maybe one thirty, and i got to be out of here by noon. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, all right, here, just don't destroy the place. So they're just basically paying for the people to clean up the place is what I think Very, very nice. $99 five-star hotel. The Senate can get in some good pub here on the show, quite frankly. Uh, oh, if the way, if they knew you were going on the radio, you should have got a freebie, the way we're pumping them up. Well, uh, by the way, 19, I just found another set of underwear hanging on another door. <laughs> are you sure it's yours? These are definitely mine because okay. they're two colors. <laughs> too much information, thank you very much. One, of the, ni- one of the colors is white. 19. <laughs> America's number one breakfast show, folks, as long as you're not eating breakfast or, or you're in America. 888, by the way, 888-463-6748. Let's throw the phone number out there, talk some sports. But right now... It's kind of an unofficial Monday tradition. It's what did the big dog do over the weekend, and apparently more stories to come here as he's uh, holed up, hooked up into the Seneca Hotel, wasting valuable cell minutes when you could be enjoying your final two hours of a five-star hotel. That's great dedication to the show, big dog. I'm not worried about uh, the cell minutes. i, I got to tell you something. TalkZone.com, Coach, is part of my friends and family. All right, so I don't waste minutes when yeah. I'm on the show with you. You're yeah. worth every second, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> It is a tight-knit community uh, over here at the TalkZone.com. We don't see each other very often. Well, we don't talk a whole lot, but there's there's a silent bond of the TalkZone.com community. Legitimately, I've, I've never been in a place with so many empty offices where you just feel together. <laughs> it feels good. Okay. Yes, that was tumbleweed that just went past, but it's good tumbleweed. Good fiber. Clears out. Uh, plenty of office, plenty of good office space available, Big Dog. If you want to come by our beautiful auspices here on uh, Dempster Street in Waukegan, a lovely downtown Morton Grove, Illinois. Well, I'm glad. It sounds like you had a successful weekend despite the weather. Now, the weather had to affect your clientele. Uh, again, if you're new to the show, Joel gives tours via kayak, architectural tours of the uh, lovely Chicago River and the surrounding community. Well, you know what? Honestly, Coach, I'm not just saying this to try to to be windy. Yep. And and boast about the Chicago River, it's a lot cleaner than people might think. I mm-hmm. still don't want to, you know, fall in, and I still haven't fallen in this year. Hopefully, I won't, but I'm, I'm I know that's going to happen. Uh, but I, it, it's it's a nasty river when 
there's overfill and you know like when it's, it rains all weekend. Well, they had to open up the locks the other day. So uh, the the river in the gorgeous part of it, like in the main stem, which is normally pristine with nothing in the water, mm-hmm. was just flooded with. Uh, it's un- unimaginable how many things that we saw down here. Now, I mean, I, I usually see at least a hundred condoms every single day. So like some kid must have played a joke and just threw like ten thousand condoms <laughs> into the Chicago River. I'm not kidding you. Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> like this past weekend, it was just ridiculous how many that we saw. So uh, it's uh, once again know, that's. that's- Twice now you may have entered the too much information category, but thank you for that well, lovely description. Well, must have played a joke there everywhere in the river, yeah. Coach. Well, I hope so. Either that or it was a good weekend for somebody. You never know. There's a lot of potential ways you can go with that, but uh, seeing them float away in the Chicago River is not exactly what uh, some of our fine listeners want to be hearing about as they're enjoying possibly a mid-morning bagel with some cream cheese. Cream nut locks, Coach. <laughs> I don't know. How about, uh, did you get uh, some decent tippage? Did your friendly tourist folks treat you well over the weekend? I hope you were financially feasible. Yeah, we did that. We got some decent tips. And, Good. and uh, the guys that I work with, they, that was flat out told, you share the tips better than anybody that has ever worked here. Excellent. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. And they're like, and by the way, not only do you share it better, they're like, you make twice as much as everybody else does. There was one guy who's like, I've worked here for three years. This is the first time any tour guide has ever given me a tip. And I gave a guy 15 bucks. I'm so like, you're, Seriously? you're like, actually, yeah, you're, you're, years. you get the tips and then you, you then I relinquish them. To the people that help me with the boats and stuff. That's nice. I like that. So, and, and one of, like, one of my guys was like, Hey, listen, I don't want to do any more stops because mm-hmm. when you do all the talking, we get a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Which was funny is yesterday there happened to be how can I put it, an extremely high-maintenance young lady <laughs> of the Asian persuasion. Okay. Okay, extremely, extremely beautiful girl walks in, and I'm like, what, was this girl, like, buying a coupon or something? She, she's dressed in, like, $500 shoes, $500 dress, <laughs> right? Okay, got billion-dollar earrings on. For a, for a kayak venture down uh, the semi-dilapidated Chicago River. Well, it, she bought the wrong thing. She bought, like, the workout, which is... 15 bucks, and this ah. costs $60 to do. Okay. So she starts doing the whole pout and stuff. I'm like, it ain't going to work for Donnie. I don't even think, you know, because the guy, guy who runs our customer service department, I don't know if he has a pole. Mm-hmm. It might have worked on me. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Look at you. You want to cost her liquor like that? No problem. Well, it's just, she, like, pays the difference. Goes out there, and now as we're paddling, I, now she's with the boyfriend in back, and she's in the front. I paddle up to the boyfriend. And I'm like, how can you deal with her? She's got to be seriously high. <laughs> now, she hears what I'm saying, obviously. I would okay? imagine, yes. So she turns over her shirt, her shoulder. She's like, oh, my God. And like, she's so insulted, right? And I'm like, what do you mean, oh, my God? Look at you. You're wearing a $500 dress <laughs> out on the Chicago River. Okay. And she kind of, like, puts her head down. And she's like, it's not $500. And so I just go, you're wearing a $400 dress out on the Chicago River. She puts her head out. The boyfriend starts laughing, and he's like, three ninety nine. dollars <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so goodness. Afterward, the girl was like, I was extremely impressed with your knowledge of clothes. Uh-huh. She hands me a $20 bill. She walks away. Nice. I was like, that says it about nice. color guys. And they were like, dude, one of the guys was like, I heard you making fun of her. I was like, yeah, but I connected. I knew the girl was all about clothes and shoes. She had to be. So uh, if I made see? a comment about the clothes or shoes, little... whether it seemed insulting or not, she was just happy that somebody knew she was wearing big-time clothing out on the Chicago River. A little bit of a rough trip, a few little bumps in the road, but uh, happy endings at the end of it. I love that. 
I love that. And for all the young kids out there, if you're going to uh, visit Chicago and you want to do shopping in Michigan Avenue for some expensive clothes and the kayak trip on the Chicago River, do the river trip first and then go buy the fancy clothes, not in the opposite direction. Yeah, and uh, there's definitely go back to the hotel and take a shower because I, I know how highfalutin these people that work on Michigan Avenue are. Yes. If you come in with that smell that they yeah. had that they talk about yeah, there's no way yep. they, they don't help you they won't help you out yep. here yep. you'd actually have to go get all your products and after you actually had them in your hand they would be like okay i'll help you now so they can make a commission off the stuff you picked up no question about it last two weekends if my memory serves me correct and of late it doesn't serve me all that well but uh you had to jump in and rescue a few people any rescue missions this weekend no thank goodness i i, I think Every single tour, I become more emphatic about don't do anything stupid, yeah. and it happens a lot less. Yeah. Okay. By the way, so, speaking of that, um, I don't know if you read the story or not, but but uh, I will be heading to beautiful Yosemite National Park next oh, week. Know, and I, did, I, just to let you know, I was the one who broke the story on the Chicago Airways. On our Airways? You can, you can ask Dave Olson. Okay. That so, morning, I, I said... We don't even know if it happened, but there is a report that somebody fell into yep. the uh, into the uh, Merced River. Okay. Because at the time, when we, when we broke that news coach, they didn't even know if somebody was missing because there was a report from a guy who was way off a distance. He's like, I think I saw somebody fall in the mm-hmm. river and go over the falls. Well, but that... they couldn't confirm it. And it took them like a day to realize there were people missing, and then they finally believed the guy. Yes, so they went over the fall. Yeah, I was going to say that somebody turned, unfortunately, into some buddies as the uh, one person fell, and then one came to try to rescue or see what's going on. That person fell. Three in total climbing over the restraining wall at the Yosemite National Park. So uh, I will take your safety mission to heart, Big Dog, as we take the family to beautiful Yosemite, and hopefully, hopefully I will return in one piece and not be another statistic. Coach, it, it, it's got to be one of the best places to go in the world. I have not gone to Yosemite, but okay. without a doubt, I am going to go there. That isn't like, a, oh, that's, that's on my bucket list. No, that's on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I will get there within the next right. year or two. I'll take but some take some notes for you. Just to let you know, before this accident, how many people did it? So it ended up being three people total yes. that died? Yep. Just to let you know, before this, eight people this year had already died in, in uh, Yosemite. Do not do stupid stuff. There's a reason why it's spectacular beauty, because it's dangerous, yes. okay? So the, every single person that has died this year did things they were specifically told not to do. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they were just walking through and a mountain lion ate them, and you're like, oh, they had no chance. Yep. You know, they were, and most of them fell into the river with the falls on it. It's a, a, supposedly, you know, it's, the pictures are ridiculous, but when you're there, it's supposedly awe-inspiring and breathtaking, and what happens is people are like, wow. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And they slip on a rock, they're in the river, and then they're dead because they're going to go over the falls. There's yep. nothing you can do about it. Yep. People need to be realized. There's a reason why it's awe-inspiring, and don't be uh, a statistic. Don't be somebody shot off of a 300-foot waterfall. Mm-hmm. So, A friendly lesson from your co-host here on the Two Guys in a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. Not only sports informative, not only entertaining, but we throw out some... Uh, valuable life lesson information as well on this show. We are a myriad of things, Joel. I haven't quite figured out what it is, but we do span the globe. I'm not sure we ever really enter the meat and potatoes part, but we do a great job of spanning the exterior of the globe, if you will. I by the no, way, something I don't even tells know what me that you're, you're not going to make it down to the Chicago River by the end of the year. Oh, me? Yeah. Well, I've actually been down there. I've spent more time in the city this year than this summer than ever before, so I have been down there. Well, what are you I, doing today? Because I can't go home until the 740 train. 
You're asking me what do I do in the city? Yeah, well, what are you doing today? Come on down. Oh, right today? Now. Yeah. Not sure if today's in the plan. You never know. You got your cell phone with you? You never know. I might call you up. Okay, well, I'm down here. You got the Seneca Hotel till 12 o'clock. I could actually, as soon as the show's over, I could run down there and enjoy 15 minutes of a five-star hotel with 19 pieces of laundry hanging around. I will take take my uh, Chicago River Ranch shorts off of the couch (laughs) so you can sit down, Coach. (laughs) That's an official logo, the Chicago River Branch certified shorts? Yeah, Drenched. Oh. Not, not branch, drenched. Oh, Sorry. okay. <laughs> All right, Big Dog. Let's, uh, after the weekend it was for Joel Radwanski, great to have you on the show, Big Dog. Hope uh, everybody out there again, like I said, at the open. Hope you had a great weekend out there. Thank you for joining us on a beautiful Monday. And uh, we got some baseball to talk about, Big Dog. The Tour de France has come to a close. We got a World Cup championship game tonight. Japan taking on USA in softball. We'll talk about all that. But, First and foremost, the sport you so nearly and dearly love. Now, David Olson is saying it's over and the training camps will be in by tomorrow. Free agency starting Tuesday. Some of my sources not quite as sure, but the bottom line is it does look like football is eminent. What information are you getting, Big Dub? The, the, the contract is not sealed and delivered. Uh-huh. So uh, in some sense, you're right, though, Coach. But that's what they're doing right now is there, there's everything is agreed upon. So that's, now it's just the verbiage that they have to go over. Go ahead, so when you talk about lawyers and their verbiage, oh, my goodness. That word should be plural. It should not be plural. It should be plural. Next thing you know, the, the deal will go through. We'll go through. <laughs> the, okay. play, the Players Association had said, yep, we're good with this. Now, when you say that, is that the reps or the actual players? That's the reps. The, the players reps. are voting on it today. That's that good. But, but if the reps... The reps represent the players. I understand that. They've with their team. I so, I mean, but, is it a possibility? Okay. Yes, but then again, these guys haven't been getting paid for six months, eight months, no, seven months, Mm -hmm. seven months. So I think they're all itching to get back. Now, the contract, Big Dog, this this is not just an incidental contract. This thing that they signed, both groups, this is a 10-year deal. So it does have some significance, correct? Yeah, that's that's huge. There's there's an option here after seven for the players to get out, Ah. which hopefully they don't. So it's at least a seven-year deal. So... If that means for the next five and a half years we have to hear zero about uh, contract negotiations in the NFL, that's really, really, really good. Because that's basically the next six seasons we don't have to worry about. This could be the last year. This could be the last year for football. Can you believe it? No. So we don't have to hear that for the next five and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully in that seventh year they're like, yeah, let's extend this thing. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So Wednesday, best case scenario, if the players pass it Wednesday, uh, the training camps would start to open. Their free agency could be uh, could be as soon as tomorrow. Now, if it does start on Wednesday, Big Dog, how far behind the regular start would they be? Is it about a week and a half not, late? Not too far behind because um, I, don't forget when like when you're thinking about the Chicago Bears or or the St. Louis Rams, they were going to go to camp like July 22nd because they were on it two weeks before the 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 Hall of Fame game. But typically. Most teams start like the, a couple days, like July 28th, like in that area is where normally teams actually start the camp up. So they'll only be behind in terms of the mini camps and the OTAs and all that other stuff, like, you know, but which really isn't big hitting or anything like that. So like veterans will be behind a little bit. Rookies mm-hmm. will be behind massively because I, I can't imagine going through, uh, these practices, which will no longer two-a-days, 
Only one a day practices, by the way, folks. Two a days have been abolished in the NFL. Wow. But still, it's got to be an extremely demanding uh, physical preparation for these guys. And to learn an NFL playbook. You know, Coach, you know, I played McMurray football, which was the Ohio State playbook under Woody Hayes, okay, which is about one-tenth the size of what an NFL playbook is, okay? You know, it takes, it took all of us a couple days to learn that playbook. I can't even imagine how, what it's going to take a rookie to mm-hmm. learn an NFL playbook. And so, don't underrate, you know, these kids are, what, uh, 21 years old coming out? Uh, you know, don't underrate the whole social aspect, just... You know, getting to know the players, getting comfortable with some of the veterans, the whole rookie status. Some of that oh, yeah. social stuff can be gotten through a little bit on the OTAs. Now they've got to go through that whole social acceptance thing while they're doing all the stuff you just talked about. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be that's an, that's an excellent point. You have to acclimate yourself with your teammates, too. So yep. that's also – but it's, it's funny. It's besides the rookies, Coach, that's an excellent point. That's, that's a real good point. But besides the rookies, the veterans, I've heard this from many, many different veterans, because you know, how many stupid uh, 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 interviews do we have to hear about? Oh, what are you doing during the lockout? Well, I'm, I'm getting closer with my players. That's what I, I keep hearing. All, a lot of players, Drew Brees, many other players have simply said they have never had so much off-season activity with their teammates, and they've never been closer with their teammates than they are this year. So Rookies, rookies included? Well, you know, I don't know too many, like, uh, I know some rookies participated, okay? There were some rookies who had never signed the, oh, okay. like, Cam Newton going out and practicing with his buddies, his new buddies of the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, well, he should do that. He's a quarterback and he's the leader. Okay. Well, you know what? He's never signed the deal yet. So, like, Drew Brees gets hurt. Yeah, maybe he can never play again. But Drew Brees has already made $65 million in his career. You know, Cam Newton has made zero it's a little different with the rookies go out there, Coach. But if the rookies need it more than anybody else, what's a rookie going to do? Spend twenty grand at Lords of London and say, can I please have some insurance just in case my yeah. career ends? So Probably, that's what I, they I do. I want to spend 20 grand just so I can practice for yes. a couple days? Yes, would be the answer to that. That's what you do. No, 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 you're, you're right, though. You're right. Cam Newton can afford $20,000 to get the Lords of London insurance. Could uh, a fullback from uh, Maine who deserves to be in the NFL but is never going to get an endorsement deal until after like three or four years being in the league, and that endorsement deal yep. is going to be fifty grand a, a year anyway. You know, Good point. Those guys can't afford it. No question about it. I want to go back to something you said, Big Dog, talking about the uh, so, uh, really, quite frankly, a topic we've tried to avoid for the most part and done a pretty good job about uh, of avoiding it, and I don't regret it, quite frankly. But now it's uh, about to end. We've been talking about it a little bit more the last couple of days. National Football League players strike, appear, players and owners lockout appears to be over. You want to comment on that football? Professional football could be back, 888-463-6748, the phone number. Big Dog, you said in the beginning your conversation there are no more two a days that caught me by surprise that was a curveball outside corner i thought last year the uh, teams could do that they went early morning later at night when it wasn't yeah. so hot is that part of the new agreement or what do you mean what do you mean no That's more two part of the new agreement coach really a team could not be on a football field for more than three and a half hours i don't know the exact time but there's also a time limit even, on your field time even and in, you can only have one Full outdoor practice a day. That's ridiculous. Now they're replacing that other practice, by the way, with film room or uh, game study. Yeah. Film and and basically going over notes. Okay. So it's not so much time, it's the contact part. Not just contact, but effort and work. 
too. Because that seems to be just completely ridiculous. I mean, these are multi-million dollar players. Your training camp lasts for, what, three, four weeks? Yeah. I mean, that's where you put a lot of the hard work in. Uh, you know, double practice in the middle of the day would be cruel and unusual, but you get a morning workout, you break for lunch, a few meetings, you come back out in the evening. That does not mm-hmm. seem to be unusual. And, and coach, it's not for, they only do that for, what, about 10 days? Exactly. You know, they don't do it for even two weeks. They don't do it for the whole time you're they're preparing for the first game. You know, I, I think they need to do that. And it, if you're okay, check this out. You're a brand new rookie. You're that rookie from Maine that I was talking about. Yep. Okay. You deserve to be in the NFL, but it's very difficult for you to prove it when there's five other yep. fullbacks that are there. Yep. And you need to get some reps. So now there's going to be half the reps for that same. It's hard, guy. hard to move up the ladder uh, in the film room. Yes, and so like guys like me, it was, you can take this how you want, coach. But you know, if I did the human growth hormones and was 260 pounds as a senior at McMurray College. Mm-hmm. I could have played fullback in the NFL. I mean, I, I averaged 25 yards to catch at McMurray. I think I could have. You know what I'm saying? But would I ever got a chance? No. Just say if I was one of those guys. Little small college guy. Realized, okay, he would get like 20 snaps of practice to prove that he could block and yeah. catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's going to get 10 a day. Maybe less than that. Especially because when you start considering, wow, the guys that we know are going to make the team are barely going to get any practice. This guy could make it. We can't waste reps with him. So I really think that people from smaller colleges that don't have uh, enough information about him are, are hurt by this more than anybody because point. they have a harder time to prove it. That is something I had not thought of. I don't know how much there's been discussion. Uh, as I told you before, I've avoided most of the ESPN sports channels talk and stuff like that. That's a great point, though. The young players, the unknowns, the surprises that come out of nowhere in training camp, some of the fun stories of the preseason, you won't hear as many of those this year. There simply won't be opportunities for them. And I think you're a perfect guy to ask about this because, Coach, you always get upset about the fact that, what do you mean the backup quarterback yes. wasn't prepared? He's a, he's a playway. Yeah, or okay. the, the best example of that is in baseball, where a day into the spring training, we've announced our starter for the opening game of the season. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You practice one day. Okay, and by the way, how has that worked out for the New York Mets this year? When they, they announced Mike Palfrey is the number yeah. one starter. Oh, Mike Palfrey's ERA is above seven right now. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Okay, and he hasn't been hurt this year. He's just been horrific. Okay, well, so now you you understand the importance of getting snaps with people. Okay, but now I want you to think of it this way, Coach. You're, you're, you're building a team, and you only have so many snaps you can give this guy. you got you got five quarterbacks at this time. You have half as many snaps in practice as you used to during yep. training camp. Uh, you, even you will have to admit, you can't give that fifth quarterback the same amount of snaps you're giving your first quarterback. And mm-hmm. you got to work on your first and your second, possibly well, your third. Your fourth and fifth. Well, well I tell you, you got garbage time now. I don't even know what we can do for you at this point. It's even more severe than you're talking about, Big Dub, because not only because of the limit on double practices are snaps limited, but add to that. Add to that without the little mini practices, without the OTAs, they're behind in their execution and their play. So now... The coaches, instead of fine-tuning, you really got to work your regulars in on the plays, so even less chance because of the lack of OTAs. They got to give all the practice time to the guys they're going to be going beginning of the season. Well, yeah, you got an excellent point. That's that's an excellent point. So uh, the Danny uh, Amendolas, uh, there's not going to be one this year. Yeah. Uh, the kid, the, who's the midget that the Jets cut last year and the Patriots picked up, and he ended up being the best third-down player in football last year. The little, the little, the little white guy from the Division Three school. 
You know what I'm yeah. You're not going to get guys like that this year. It's not going to happen because there's there won't be enough practice and they have yep. to find out if you have one of these guys yep. on your roster because yeah. you're you're right. You're going to be like, hey, these guys haven't taken a live snap. We got to get them ready uh, for preseason games so they don't get killed when they get out there because you're going to be worried about your number one. Things I had not thought about, but uh, some of the stuff that will be. Uh... Coming from to fruition, I should say, once the player strike is over. Big Dog and the coach talking about that. By the way, uh, and, and David, maybe you can look us up. David Olson, award-winning producer on the Two Guys at a Mic show. Well, I'm not sure what award it is, but we'll try to give him an award. Speaking of McMurray College, Big Dog, your institution, I regret that I forgot to cut out the article, so I don't have the details now, but... Did they lose football? No, worse. There was an arrest. There was some semi-high-note criminal who, in his background, had said he played college football at Mac Murray College, and I'm forgetting. So, David, maybe you could look up Mac Murray football arrested. But uh, I hate to do it to you, Big Dog, but a little a little tarnish. i, I got to find out who it is. I yeah. need to find out not, the name. It was not from your generation. He's, he's younger. So oh, he played, last couple I, years. I, I want to say he played for Mac Murray maybe in the late 90s or the early 2000s, but I read it over the weekend, forgot to get the details, but uh, I don't want to get into the whole Mac Murray football thing. No. I want to let you know we used to call my freshman year we called it Maclahoma. Okay, <laughs> it, it, thirteen players were arrested that year. Thirteen players wow. arrested. Okay, our coach, our, our, our one of our defensive <laughs> Mac- backs, Oklahoma. His name was Carl Smith, who happened to be the head. Uh, was recruiting guy at the, at Houston University. He recruited Andre Ware, the Heisman Trophy winner, yes. to come to. Well, we get this guy there. He brings in so much talent into that school. I can't even believe it. But let's just say it was. Uh, how, how can I say this? Gangsta was the best way that the players that he brought in. Uh-huh. Okay, and the stuff that they were accused of, coach. These players that were arrested. It wasn't like oh, disorderly conduct. What a jerk! He got drunk last <laughs> night and yelled at a cop. No, it was like. <laughs> I mean, like, armed robbery, okay? I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, stuff like that. Uh, Selling crack, okay? I mean, issues like this. There was, okay, but this is, and this is the honest-to-God truth, Coach, okay? One day, I'm in Blackstock dorm. This is, I can't even explain to you. When I'm going to tell you this story, you're going to be sickened, okay? I hear a girl screaming. I'm like, what the heck? And I, one of the thugs opens the door and is like, Yo, 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 Joe, come up here. Take a turn at this girl. I'm like, what? I look in, and a girl is getting raped. I run into the room, grab the guy on top of the girl. Coach, you would have been so proud of me. I picked this dude, this naked dude up by his hips. Was he a foul? And threw this guy in the room. Next thing I know, I'm like in a fight with all these thugs, and I'm just throwing Were these guys football teammates at the time? Yes. Wow. The girl runs out of the room butt naked. Okay. So I'm like, I'm like, I was like, somebody calling the cops over this? She like goes to her friend. And she's like, don't call the cops, don't call the cops. It was my fault. It was my fault. I'm like, what? What? Well, she never told me really what happened, but she admitted she was being raped by these guys. Wow. She was the daughter. She's the 15 year old daughter of the guy that ran the lunch counter there. Okay, and I started talking to this girl. She's crying. She's like, you gotta promise not to say anything. Don't say anything. And I don't know what the heck was going on with this girl, but like I, I did. I promised I never told anybody until this day except for like a couple people that i that i went to college with wow that, so, that, that's tough if you got a if you if those are your current teammates and you have to go to battle go to war with those guys after so something that like after that that sounds like was done and none of those guys are back at mcmurray next year they cleaned house my freshman year the best way i can say it is 
they got rid, they kicked so many kids out of school. I would have to say 99% of everybody kicked out of school was on the mm-hmm. football team that year. And I uh, couldn't have been happier. I, you have no, as a football player, I didn't want to be playing with a bunch of thugs yeah. and idiots. Yep, absolutely. Hey, Ray, hold on real quick. I think David Olson may have tracked down some info on the uh, past McMurray College football player. All right, were you referring to All-American running back Stephen Ballinger? Possibly. What happened? Uh, child pornography. That's, oh, I that's think that's disgusting. it. Disgusting. Thirty years, that's a 30, recent, thirty years in federal prison. Yeah, that's that's what it was. That, and they, they didn't. Yeah, they just mentioned like in passing that he played football for Mac Murray Cup. But that like was this weekend, right, David? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. uh, twenty. So it was Friday. Yeah, and he admitted he, to it. I think this kid. Oh, that you know, kid, I, I never met him, but he broke all of Jamie Lee's records at Mac Murray. I was disgusted by it. Now I go, that's, that was because Jamie Lee, I played one, one season with him. All I can tell you is Jamie Lee afterwards was like, troll, thank you. I love the kid. And this kid breaks all the Jamie Lee's records. Jamie Lee was also an All-American there. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's sad to know, Coach. I know the name just because he broke all of my boys' records. So. Okay. All right, you've had a few so. run-ins and, and ticket situations and stuff, but you are not. I was going to ask you in the beginning of the conversation, are you in the top ten, Mac Murray College, for uh, for, for know, a number of arrests? Yes, but zero victim. Everyone, no, okay. there's no victim. I'm the victim in every one of my okay. crimes. Okay. All right. So yeah, honestly, Coach, you know, there's there's no armed robbery. There's no assault. <laughs> okay, I, no sodomy. None of that has ever, okay. I've ever. So know, in, in quantity, you're in the top ten, but the depth of your uh, depth of your criminal behavior is not nearly in the top ten level of some of the great yeah, Mac regrets. Child pornography definitely beats out in terms of uh, criminality. Yes. Uh, 0.5 grams of cannabis. Okay, just throwing yeah. it out there. Okay. Yeah. In my younger days when I was, and by the way, uh, my my uh, senior <laughs> year at McMurray, I was the president of the student body, yes. and I stupidly got busted with cannabis on me. Oh, boy. So, Did yeah, that, that make... was not, oh, that was, talk about headlines of the newspaper. I was just going to ask, did that make. a radio show in town at the oh, time. Oh, boy. It was not good. Not good, Coach. Did you not keep good at all? But the, did you the, or your mom keep some of the uh, front page pictures? The story is that in the memory book that you'll be oh, passing on to a little Radwanski down the road. My girlfriend at the time had a wave of Nejo. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you, know, you cannot have my. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was horrible. It was oh, horrible. Do you remember what the exact? What, was there a school newspaper in McMurray? Yeah, yeah. It, what it, was the headline? Hold, hold on, the Daily Other. And it's the only daily <laughs> newspaper in, at the time in all of, uh, of American colleges. The only daily newspaper in all of American colleges. Wow. And it was called the Daily Other. You know, and I would write for them every once in a while. That day, the day, so I get arrested, I'm in jail, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst moment of my freaking life, okay? <sighs> so I know I have to do something. While I'm in jail, I think about what I'm going to write. I get home and I write a letter to the campus. All I got to tell you is every single person, even people I didn't know liked me in that campus came out and they're like, hey, you didn't do anything wrong. Don't worry. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. Like, I was like, wow. So it was. Uh, what was the headline? Do you remember? The, it, it's ugly, but I think back, I really found out who my friends were, and I found out that I had friends that cared about me that I had no idea. So mm-hmm. it's all good, Coach. There you go. From some negatives, positives can arise. All right, so uh, we got the National Football League players strike out there, folks. 888-463-6748. It appears to be over. Hopefully they'll be uh, starting training camps and we can start hearing about trades and depth charts. And uh, you'll be happy to know, Big Dog, I have not, probably tomorrow, but I did not go over the Chicago Bears schedule. And, uh, you know, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win. By tomorrow I'll have your final Chicago Bear record, though. It's 
going to be a good season, Coach. I know that. It's going to be a real good year. We shall see. Uh, By the way, in a related news, did you see that the uh, uh, upcoming nuptials of a Jay Cutler and a Kristen Cavalier have been can- uh, temporarily canceled? Jay, apparently, Jay Cutler has broken off. Thank goodness. I, I had never. I didn't know until David Olson told me who the girl was. I was like, that she was from the hills. You know, I had no idea. I just thought, who is this girl? Why is she so famous? Like, oh, oh, she's famous because her parents had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, and and she sleeps around and acts like a complete, you know what? Well, so I'm just glad Cutler isn't marrying her. That, that woman just seems like way too much headache, to be honest with you. So on the, the other hand, Jay Chicago Bears, you could do better than a reality star. Well, okay? maybe Jay Cutler. You know, he's a bit of a headache himself. And I thought, based on what you described of her. And what we know of Jay Cutler, they appeared to be kind of a very good functional-slash-dysfunctional match. I thought the two of them were kind of made for each other. I was shocked, if not surprised, at the news of the breakup. Is it a breakup, or is it a postponement of the nuptials? Sounds like Cutler. More details to come, not that we really care, but we'll get more details, I'm sure. Sounds like Cutler is the one that broke it off, and you'll be happy to know there's a broken-hearted Kristen Cavallari out there somewhere, Big Dog. Maybe listening to the show. Uh, yeah, well, she's listening. I'm taking, okay? <laughs> You're taking, T-A-K-I-N-G, or no, no, take I in? take in. Okay, so. okay. I thought you might have been he- heading towards a different angle. All right. Any other football stuff, Dawg, that you got in your news and notes? I know you prepare immensely for the show before we move on to baseball and the uh, Tour de France. No, it's just good. Hopefully that there's no uh, last-minute backout, and hopefully we can uh, get to watching some football. Because yep. if you think about it, Coach, one of the best days is when camp starts. Oh, we finally got football. And also during the offseason, some of the greatest news is, hey, did you hear what team signed what? And this free agent, oh, the Packers signed mm-hmm. that wide receiver or that outside linebacker. We better get a tackle to combat all that. Well, guess what? All that happens exactly at the same time. Uh, John Clayton, I said, thought, said, said it perfectly. You're getting Christmas and, and Thanksgiving on the same day mm-hmm. when they when they go back to camp because there's going to be – a deluge of information. I mean, can you imagine how hard a general manager has to work over the first four or five days of these camps, Coach? Yep. Because cool. you have to keep an eye on your team. Because if you don't have a pulse on your team, then you, then you don't have any pulse whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, and then you got to figure out, okay, now what do we have to add to this team? And that's not exactly easy. It's not like you make a phone call, hey, Nanda Mossawai, you want to be our cornerback? Here's $20 million. You know, it's not that easy, Coach. So, uh, Hopefully they're prepared for it and they've run through some scenarios. The general managers that were out there uh, vacationing and, uh, you know, which I doubt there's any of them that were and just, you know, taking it easy and not thinking about it, they'll be the ones caught, you know, in 22-hour days probably making bad decisions. I would think most quality GMs, big dog, even though it'll be very active and intense three or four days, uh, you've run through some scenarios, you kind of anticipate what might come and everything's not a complete surprise. At least I would think that way. Well, I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. But here's the only thing that I have an issue is uh, that means what has Jerry Angelo been planning for the last couple of weeks? Because I don't know if I feel real comfortable with that. That's Even true. Though I, I'm telling you, I think he's a better GM than most people do. Okay, obviously, because it seems like the Bears win more games than they should every year. So either Lovey Smith's a great coach or Jerry Angelo's given a little bit more talent than he's been given credit for. But I, I, I worry about him planning way too much. Okay, and this whole new yep. – uh, I'm really not sure what the new details are or how people get to spend money. I just hope Jerry Angel is going to do it right this time. So. 
Yeah, it's the old good news and the bad news is good news for the Chicago Bear fan. Jerry Angelo has been hard in thought and planning the past couple of weeks, putting in extra hours. What's the bad news? Jerry Angelo has been planning a lot over the last couple of weeks, putting a lot of hard work and hard thought into it. Works both ways. All right, yeah. let's move uh, real quick. to uh, Before we get to baseball, let's make sure we get in the conclusion of the Tour de France. The 24 stages did come to conclusion, Big Dog. One final time, if you could, with me. There will be mo- no more stage-to-stage stage coverage of the Tour de France here on the show. Why is there no more coverage? Because it's over. It's over. It's all over. The 24 stages are over. K. Dell Evans wins his first Tour de France. He's been in the top ten for many and many years. First ever from Australia, Big Dog. And um, not so much yesterday, but Saturday was scintillating competition. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. I guess it was down to the wire because he wasn't leading on that day, was he? No. Wow, tell me about it, Coach. I, I, I was extremely busy, and I did. Not, I have no idea. I just knew Cadell Evans won, but I didn't know how he won. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you a whole lot about it. It's not like I sat and watched the Tour de France, but you are exactly right. Basically, yesterday's, the final stage is pretty much a ceremonial stage. Unless the guy, like, breaks down and crashes, whoever's leading is automatically, just about automatically the winner. So it really came down to Saturday and the uh, the Schleck brothers. From Luxembourg, uh, Frankie and Andy were leading the way, but um, Kadell Evans, who'd been hanging around third place, fourth place, fifth place, sixth place, seventh place, made the big push. The Slack brothers could not keep up with him. I think he had about a minute and a half lead, and he um, was celebrated yesterday. 34 years old, Big Doug. That's not a young man to be putting himself through that kind of cardiovascular workout. No, no, not at all. So, uh, And whenever you talk uh, Tour de France, and you talk about, I can't believe that really happened, and yep. basically, let's, let's admit, though, the rumors get started. Yep. Could it really happen? Did somebody really do that? So, if it uh, seems too good to be true in the Tour de France, at least of late, it typically is too good to be true. Yeah, and, that's true. And that that's what I hate about the whole steroid thing. I think one of the worst things about it, let's assume. Let's assume a guy like Kadell Evans is not. Or in baseball, the best example I ever was able to give was a guy like Luis Gonzalez, who for his career was, you know, kind of a slightly above average player that all of a sudden had the breakout numbers. Now, maybe Uh Luis did, maybe he didn't. But my point is, for the guys that are innocent, not doing any illegal steroids or human growth hormones, and they finally have those breakout moments in their career, and now people suspect them. So I think that's one of the real crimes in the whole steroid issue. A guy like Kate L. Evans could be completely innocent, big dog, and if he is, his great moment is tarnished. Yeah, yeah like uh, I guess like a perfect baseball example right now is Jose Batista. Yep. Who was a uh, below average player. Right. Uh, and uh, always had know, potential. The player, great arm, all that stuff, but you know he couldn't hit. All of a sudden, he changes his whole hitting approach. He starts picking the leg up as a timing device, mm-hmm. and he starts crushing the ball. His body hasn't changed at all. But people are like, oh, he must have done steroids. He was hitting 10 home runs a year. Now he's hitting 54. Yep. Okay, so... And who knows? We don't know. But assuming he's innocent, it's really, really an unfortunate part of the current sports scenario that these great stories, these guys that finally achieved after many years of of battling to get through it, uh, can't totally celebrate their achievement because people look on them with suspicion. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's been, like, he's been being accused. Last year in the middle of the year, people were like, this is impossible. You just hit 15 home runs in a month. You had 15 mm-hmm. home runs the last three years. You know, and they flat out accusing him to his face. 
you know, and he was just like, oh, I'm not doing steroids. What else am I going to say? Was he, he, I thought he handled it beautifully. Mm-hmm. And now this year he's hitting 320 and is on pace for another 50 home run season. So maybe he's doing it the right way. Because his body hasn't changed, Coach. He didn't do the Barry Bonds where, right. obviously, when Barry Bonds came up in 1986 to when he retired in 2005, mm-hmm. he got to say, hey, yeah, he grew. Between 20 and 42, you're going to get grown man's butt. But what happened to Barry Bonds is completely different. He didn't get grown man's butt. He got it overnight, and he got grown man's head, mm-hmm. grown man's hands, grown man's feet, all in the same year. Yep. Same thing with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, of course. Mm-hmm. By the way, just to finish out the Tour de France story, and again, congratulations to K. Dell Evans, the Schleck brothers. We're up on the podium, big dog, second and third place. Mr. Schleck, very, very proud. Andy Schleck, who took second place, and both of them are from Luxembourg. Uh, that's his third consecutive year at second place. So uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, apparently, for Andy Schleck. Now, Coach. You keep stuff in perspective. I, I like that about you. And you're like, you hey, much. the guy finished second in the Tour de France. I know it's not the championship, but he should be happy. Yes. Not, not just three years in a row. Three, three years in a row, second place. You, you can't too much. You can't take too much pride and pat yourself on the back for saying you're the the second best bike mm-hmm. racer in the world three yeah. years in a row. After three years, it gets a little old. So close yet, oh, so far. All right, we got a few minutes left. Talk some baseball here. Recap in the weekend that was. That's what we typically do here on a Monday. And the two guys in a mic show, Big Dog and the Coach, at your service. You're more than welcome to chime in. We'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts, your criticisms. Uh, 888-463-6748, the phone number. Big Dog, we got to start off with your Chicago Cubs. Finally. 100 and some odd games into the season, they get a three-game winning streak. They sweep the Houston Astros. Not too bad. It always took the Astros coming into town. Heck yeah. With the bullpen. The bullpen was supposed to be the Cubs' strength, and that keeps them blowing down. Samarji, who's been really good so far this year, all of a sudden he was horrible yesterday. So yeah, Poor Matt Garza. Uh, Every, Matt Garza has pitched three great games in a row. The first one, Marmol comes in and, and blows it in the ninth. The second one, Marshall gives it away in the eighth. And yesterday, another great game from Garza, and Jeff Samarja comes in, who's pitched very well, but mm-hmm. uh, he blows the lead. So Matt Garza is a hard luck pitcher of late. Absolutely. I mean, dominant. Matt Garza looked pitching seven, yes. eight innings, giving up one or less runs. Yep. yep. So. Yeah, he's been outstanding. Carlos Marmol, a little shaky yesterday, two hits and a walk. Did get the uh, final out to get out of the inning, but his his troubles are not done. But uh, all right, so congrats to the Cubs. A little three game winning streak, a little feel good, certainly for a team psychologically big dog that needed some feel good. It may be the Astros, but nevertheless, the three game win streak um, much needed for the just the general psyche of your Chicago Cubs. Yeah, it was yeah, it was much needed. You're you're talking. I, I do not want them to lose a hundred games this year. Yes. They have to take advantage. Of the Astros, you know, when they get a chance, or the, or the Padres, those, those type of teams are sure. they got to hammer mm-hmm. them when they get a chance to. By the way, I haven't said this on the air yet, but I'll say it now. I was afraid of getting, like, laughed off the air. There's been moments of time the last month when I've, I've even thought, like, giving an envelope to a producer extraordinaire, David Olson, don't open it till late September. I was going to do it, you know, to my, my 15-year-old son who's the sports fanatic in the family. But there has been brief snippets that have come in my head, Big Dog, that the Cubs pull off sort of like what the, the Amazing Mets did in, the, in 1969 to overtake our Cubs and just get on a ridiculous hot streak. It's fueled by the fact that nobody, right now, nobody's taken a hold of the National League Central Division and that this year, after 102 years, when you least expect it, 
You know, wouldn't it be the ultimate irony when you least expect it, they get on a roll, an unbelievable roll, win the division, win the World Series when everybody thought was not. This could be the, I was going to put that in an envelope, but now I'm saying it over the air. You can laugh now, but I've, I've just had snippets of thought processes where this could be the year when the Cubs get on just an unbelievable roll. Okay. First and foremost, it ain't going to be this year, Coach. All right. It ain't going to be this year. But I will say this, because, I mean, they got to pass four teams, and they're still 15 out. Yep. Okay, it's, it's not going to happen, but I like your optimism. I am going to tell you this. When they finally end the streak, when they finally win a World Series for the first time since 1908, I will guarantee you this. The Cubs will not have been the favorite. They will sneak up on yep. somebody. They're going to get into the playoffs. And when they get in the playoffs, they're like, oh, it's the Cubs are a nice story. But this is one team that can't win a playoff series. If the Cubs go into the playoffs with the most wins in, <clears throat> in Major League Baseball, everybody says, oh, this is finally the year. They finally got it going. Well, hopefully they never trail at all at any home games because if that happens, you know, the whole crowd will just shut up and leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I knew I should have gave my tickets away again, you know, because, uh, but the Cubs, the only way the Cubs are going to win the World Series, I truly believe, coach, is if they sneak up and get a couple this scouts. could be the year. Play. I, I got to correct you on one thing, not 15 back, 11 and a half back, big dog. Oh, see, it's been a couple of days since I actually looked at the National League Central yeah, standings. Now, By the way, I, I, I used to hold the, <laughs> my phone upside down yes. so I could look at the standings so the Cubs would be in first or second. Mm-hmm. But now with this new phone, I hold it upside down. The screen flips back the way it, it, it's supposed to be, and the Cubs keep on being in fifth place with my phone. I found it much more effective if uh, if you stand upside down yourself and then have the phone standing the right side up correctly. I think it'll work a lot better. I'm definitely going to try that. That's, that's, at least you solved the problem. Yes. Just don't try that after drinking. I learned that the hard way. That's, that's uh, <laughs> You don't want to do that under the influence of any uh, illicit activities. Thank you very much. Real quick, White Sox uh, over Cleveland. One game was rained out, so they only played two, but uh, there were two big victories for the Chicago White Sox. Another team badly in need of some positive psyche. They got it. No rest for the weary big dog. Tigers, Red Sox, Yankees back to back to back, but a good start for the White Sox in a key stretch. Well, if they're going to get back in it, they're going to have to beat division rivals, and they're going to have to beat the Detroits and the Yankees of the world. So, mm-hmm. might as well start now. And if they can get through this uh, this uh, mind area of the of the season and are still in it, they have a they have a stretch where they're playing the Royals, the Indians, and the Tigers an awful lot, coach. Yep, you can get. Of course, for some reason, the Royals will keep on beating them this year. But I was yeah, going to say, it's, it's almost like the White Sox have competed against the better teams okay. It's the mm-hmm. Orioles and the Royals and the uh, Oakland A's that are giving the White Sox more trouble than the better teams. But that's always been something that happened to the White Sox for some reason. They've always been like that, Coach. And, of course, and the they, Minnesota they Twins. The Twins goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, well, the Twins, they just hammer the White yeah. Sox every year. Yeah. So big series coming up at Comiskeeter. If you can get out there, that should be good baseball. Three-game series starts tonight at the USL. By the way, one, i got to mention this guy, who uh, very quietly, not getting a lot of pub, but he has come out of an early season slump and just pitching lights out of late, and that's the uh, young rookie from last year, Chris Sale. He has really been impressive of late, big dumb. And – as a White Sox fan, you got to love that because at the beginning of the year, you're, you're thinking, hey, yep. was that just a fluke last year? Yep. Now you see a guy that got shelled, got hammered, was beat down, and was able to get through that, and that was pitching awesome. That tells you a lot about it, kid. As a mm-hmm. White Sox fan, you got to be – I mean, that's that's a feather in your cap. Ski- skinny dude. I don't know where he gets the potential from or the power from, similar to Tim Lensicom. Not, you know, big physical guy. Boy, 
Just that ball sizzle. That's got some takeoff. Uh, let me throw some games at you real quick, big dog. We got to, uh, make it semi quick, but some thoughts here on a baseball round them up, wrap them up from the weekend that was the Boston Red Sox knock off Seattle 12 to 8. The Red Sox 17 of their last 20 and Seattle, big dog, 15 game losing streak. Wow. Ichiro. Now, I told you Seattle was going to be bad again, but I couldn't see this coming, coach. They have way too many high quality pitchers. Michael Pineda, Felix Hernandez, Doug Fister, uh, Jason Vargas. A team with that much pitching loses 15 games in a row? I mean, how bad is their offense? Oh, it's the worst offense possibly in the history of the game. Last year, they scored the least amount of runs since 1981, okay? And the sad thing was, 1981 was a straight shortened year, and it was kind of a pitcher season. So, I mean, that, that's 30 years. And this year, they're just as bad as last year. How can you in the in the American League with the DH only average three point one runs a game? That's almost an impossibility. They might not score five hundred runs this season, Coach. Yep. You know, and, and before the fifteen game losing streak, and by the way, the recent record I think is nineteen games in a row. But the aforementioned Casey Royals back in two thousand uh, what year was it? Two thousand five. So okay. this is the longest streak in. Um, since then, but uh, before that losing streak, Big Dog Seattle was only a game or two under 500, still within distance of first play. They were playing decent baseball and had some good optimism before the bottom fell out. Coach, they they like uh, they went down to like Texas and won two out of three, yep. and they were right back in the American League West race. And people were like, wow, because no offense, but with defense and pitching, you can win a lot of games. Well, all of a sudden, they, they live, like in the last 15 games during the streak, I don't know what the exact number is, Coach, but I would be shocked if they've scored 25 runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how bad it's been. So If you're keeping and, and score at home, folks, 20 and 25 runs in 15 games uh, under the category of not good. <laughs> no, no, that is not good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just guessing what that is because they've been shut out a bunch of times. Um, they've had one nothing leads going into the ninth and then blown it. I mean, it's it's been bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're... If you're a Mariner fan, you know, like the one thing, you know, as Cup fans, we at least are looking at a situation that you and I can see, all right, well, there's maybe possible good things going for the future. If, if you're a, if you're a Mariner fan, well, I guess you know, if you have a pitching staff like that that is that young, maybe it is easier to build an offense around it than trying to find arms like Vargas and, uh, Kit, you know, Kit Felix, but. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, Seattle, Seattle Sounders soccer is always out there for you if you're in Seattle if you don't follow the baseball team. Uh, big note, final comment in baseball. You look at the National League Central. Pittsburgh knocked off St. Louis yesterday. The Brewers lose all three teams in a dead tie for first place. Three-way tie in the Cincinnati Reds three games back. So the NL Central was uh, going to be very interesting to watch down the stretch. Three-way tie this late in the season. And everybody who considers themselves a baseball fan that doesn't have a rooting interest in this division has picked their team, and they have picked the Pittsburgh Pirates, Coach. Mm-hmm. Best story in the game of baseball this season, Can't. Pittsburgh Pirates, and the fans coming out to PNC Park in droves. It's awesome. Can't help like, but root for them. Yeah, I, I really am. And, I, and uh, I didn't for years when no one came out to that ballpark. Well, the, the fans are coming out now. I'll be mm-hmm. a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, too, because uh, they, they deserve to see a winner. I mean, that's that, that's the most beautiful park in the game of baseball, and nobody would go out to it. So they're playing 500 ball now, and they're, they're coming out 35,000 a game. Let's see what happens when the NFL deal is signed. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben Roethlisberger got married this weekend. Yeah, pff, glad I didn't bring that story up. Can you imagine how many times he groped his wife? 
<laughs> All right, doll, we got to wrap it up. Great stuff as usual. We'll do it again tomorrow. And uh, my final question to you comes from Cinemax. Cindy, you emails in. Tell Joel if I said he had a beautiful body, would he hold it against me? At full speed, Coach. Wow. Wow. Have a great day, Big Doll. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Later, buddy. <laughs> David Olson, our producer, great job. Let's hope the players uh, ratify the football agreement and we have uh, training camps and free agency starting very soon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Two guys and a mic. TalkZone.com signing off.